Welcome to Nuria's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Welcome everyone to today's podcast. I am super excited to have my friend Jeff Mendez here in the house with me. Good to be here. Welcome, Jeff. Thank Thanks you. for coming. Thanks for having me. I... Um, I've been following you and your story and everything that you've been doing lately. And I'm just like, this guy is incredible. And then your group of friends and the closest people to you, you know, I'm like, these guys are just on a different level. And so it really inspires me and it motivates me to like level up too. Um, but I want to, I want to take it back and just share with our audience uh, of how, how we met, you know, sure. and feel free to add to this, but um, we went to um, Tony Robbins Business Mastery about a year ago yeah. in Palm Beach. A year ago in Jan, January. January. Yeah. And um, I remember I was, there was one exercise that we all had where we had to, uh, you know, join a group of people. And then from like a far distance, I saw this cool group of guys and I, it all attracted me to you guys for some reason. We started chatting and then I ended up being a part of your group. Yeah. And then I felt like I just ended up being with you guys the rest of the time. Like I felt very protected by yeah, this people. Of the crew. Yes. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough that, um, you know, people from all over the world that are there and then I come up to you guys and then I find out that you guys are all from Utah. Yeah. And I'm like, of course, here I am, you know, attracting myself to like <laughs> where I'm originally from. So um, but, and how was that business mastery for you, by the way? It was good. So I don't know if you know this, but we went to business mastery two, yeah, I missed which that is one. really the same I'm thing as business mastery one, just so you know. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's good marketing, but we, we did it in Amsterdam and that was really cool. So we loved it so much that we went for round two and we, when I say we, that same group that I went with, we, we, we considered going back again in January. Um, but things didn't work out, but I go to Unleash the Power Within in March. And I'm going to take my 19-year-old son and my wife, Shamil, is coming with me as well. Oh, that, that's wonderful. That'll be in California. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I have two of my teammates going to, UPW? to that one. Yeah. That's cool. That, that, those are like the rewards I give here. I'm like, I'm going to send you to help Smart. you It pays dividends. Yeah, it helps with the culture. Know? Yeah, no doubt. So we're both obviously, you know, Tony Robbins fans. That's good to know yeah. then business mastery too. But, you know, something that I really saw and, you know, maybe we can touch base on this even later, but I loved how um, you and a couple of other uh, leaders were there and the, the influence that you had on your whole team that sure. was there because you were all there for, uh, from Vivint. Yep. Um, and I just would see the youth and these young kids that just really respect you and really looked up to you. Uh, and they just, just having that impact on them and how important that is. Yeah. It just made me very um, like proud in a way. And then also like you guys are, 
you know, how does that make you feel that you were this big influence to this, this group of youth? That's an interesting question. And, 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 you know, when you see it from your perspective, it sheds light on what you see, what the audience sees for me, since I'm in it, I don't really notice it that way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't really sat down and said, I wonder what, if, or <laughs> how do I feel? You know what I mean? It just, yeah. I, you know, leadership has influenced nothing less, nothing more. And, you know, you, 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 you strive every day to be a good example. You, you know, well done is much more important than well said. So by doing the things that you're supposed to do, I think that attracts that, that likeness and people that want to be in that arena. So it's just every day striving to do your best to create more value than you're taking away from the world and, and not BS and not pretending like to be something that you're not like actually get out there, grit and grind. I, I always said, I'm a blue collar guy. Like I like blue collar work. I get, I like getting down and dirty. I built my business by knocking doors um, and doing the stuff that other people may not be willing to do. Cause I, I know if I'm willing, if I can do the things that others aren't willing to do, then I can live the way that other people can't pay the price now. So I can avoid the cost later type of thing. Boom. That's so awesome. Uh, and you know, before we continue further, I really would love for you to just share your story. Sure. I know that you're Latino. Yeah. He's Puerto Rican yeah. to all of my Puerto Ricans out there. So, so. this hat, Los de la 23, that's the street that I grew up on. So oh, really? Always repping my neighborhood, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no doubt. So I actually live in Puerto Rico half the year, too. I don't know if you knew that. For tax yeah. <laughs> reasons. That's yeah, for tax so reasons, awesome. tax haven, no capital gains, yeah. and 4% on ordinary income. Wow. You have to be there half the year to be able to qualify for Where, where do you live? In San Juan? In, in the north, in Dorado. Okay. Yeah, so... From Puerto Rico, moved to the States when I was 18 um, to go to Brigham Young University, um, then stayed stayed in Utah, built businesses here and, and have stayed here. And as of a year ago, that's when I started going back and forth to Puerto Rico to qualify for the bonafide residency. Wow. <clears throat> Maybe share a little bit more of, of what that means, because I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity to learn a little bit more about about it and um, the tax benefits that, sure. it, that it has, but really investing in property there and maybe share a little bit of, of that piece of- The reason why the tax benefit is there maybe and why they implemented that benefit? Yeah. Okay, so Puerto Rico, it's part of the United States of America. It's an- For assist. all of you who didn't know. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's a US citizen if they're born in Puerto Rico. That started back in 1917. The US took position of Puerto Rico in 1898 after the Spanish-American War. Um, so Puerto Rico is a territory of the U.S. It's a commonwealth. Um, so you have a lot of benefits, um, but there's also, you know, there, and I don't want to get political on this podcast, but there's, there are things that Puerto Rico needs. One of those things is um, entrepreneurs and people that can help the economy, the overall economy of the island. So it's a way in which the island can attract business owners, entrepreneurs, and people that are connectors to be able to go to the island, bring their human capital, their resources, their connections, create awareness so that that local economy can grow. So to motivate folks to do it, these tax incentives are, are implemented. Are implemented helps. You know, as soon as you get there. So my one of my partner's Bo Gardner. He lives there full time as well. He's oh, there wow. full time, not just half the year. He's there full time. So wow. since he's been there, he rented a house. Now he's purchasing a house you know, an expensive home too. Um, he bought a vehicle. Um, he's buying another vehicle. He's probably going to build a school there, a private school there. Wow. Um, and he's buying groceries there. He's going to restaurants there. He's going to the movies there. He's going to um, events there. So it's boosting the local economy. 
this is somebody that probably never knew where Puerto Rico was yeah. until he met me. And he never even thought about going there. But when he had the opportunity of retiring um, from Vivint, now he's able to go there and, and benefit out of con he, he benefits and the island definitely benefits from all of the, from all of his resources That's and spending wonderful. power. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so coming back to your story, so you moved here when you were 18, you went yeah. to school here and then you ended up staying. Yeah. Um, what was it like, you know, growing up in Puerto Rico? What do you feel has created that big drive in you and that big ambition to just be something great in life? Um, you know, growing up, you know, my parents always taught me, hey, your last name means something, represented on high. You know, we work hard, we're people of honor. Don't worry about, worry more about your character than your reputation. Reputation is what people think you are and say about you, but worry about your character and your reputation will take care of itself. Character is who, who you truly are, who you truly are on the inside. Amazing. So focus on your character and hold that, la that last name means something. Family is everything. Your name is everything. Represent your last name like to the highest of your ability. How you do anything is how you do everything. So do well in school, do well with your friends, do well in sports, do well in business and, and do the right thing. Do the right thing because it's, you're supposed to do the right thing, not because people are watching type of thing. So when you take it that far and when you're not really worried about what other people think of you because you know that inside you're doing the best, phenomenal things start occurring because you're your true authentic self. You're not just faking it. You're not just being pretentious. You're not being, you're not being fake. You're being real. You're being who you are. And for me, the most beautiful thing that a human can be is who they truly authentically are. And, and, and interesting enough that people have such a difficult time being able to be yeah, free in who they are. Yeah, you're not yourself and you're not happy. You're not, you're not bringing your best self out there. Yeah. I don't care like what your beliefs are. I don't care what your inclination, be you, be true to you. Don't, don't hide it in, bring it out. We need that. We need more of that. We, we need to ce celebrate diversity. You know what I mean? We need to celebrate our differences. The way I learn more about me is by talking to folks that have different beliefs than me. Cause then I understand what I truly believe in. Cause it's maybe contested or contradicted a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you do that with respect and, and with, a, with, with, with an intent to learn. It's like they say, travel is fatal to prejudice. They say it for a reason. You start learning about other things. If, if you think that your world is the neighborhood that you grew up in and that's it, you're toast. You gotta explore, you gotta expand. You gotta celebrate that diversity. Stay open, absolutely. Stay open and be authentic <laughs> and be real and be who you are. You know, um, that word, you know, I, I really just gotta touch on the authenticity. Yeah. And you guys even had That's our brand, yeah. your brand. And so um, after meeting these, this cool group of guys, you know, that I felt like protected by, um, they're all coming in wearing this gear and this clothing that has the word authentic yeah, on yeah, them. No and it, it attracted me even more because I truly believe in that as well, right? Yeah. Just be who you truly are yeah. and have the freedom yeah. to be that person. And, uh, you know, even coming back to Tony, and I know I keep bringing him up, but and he really taught me something great. And it was the truth shall set you free. For sure. And we keep hearing that all the time in life. But for some reason, in that moment, Date with Destiny 2016, I really understood that. The truth. So me being in my truth, yeah. people being able to live in their truth is what will give you actual freedom. Yeah, and yeah. so uh, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it's no so, so important. So 
your family, you know, giving you the great like principles, you know, yeah. like such important and so simple. And so you've created this wonderful, amazing life. I'd love to continue on talking about, you know, what, what fulfills you, what brings yeah. you happiness in life? Um, you know, it's, it's my kids. I got five of them. Um, oldest is 19. So I have a 19, a 17. Um, sometimes I have and to if you inventory. guys, once this actually comes out on YouTube, you'll be able to see Jeff and Jeff looks like he's 25. So <laughs> I'm saying he has an 18 year old, yeah, 19, 19 year old is like, what? <laughs> yeah, so 19, what do I have? I have 19, a 17, a, my 15 year old just turned 15 on Monday. And then I have a 12-year-old girl and then a seven-year-old boy. So I have three boys and two girls, a cat, two dogs, a whole bunch of houseplants. <laughs> and I actually bought the houseplants that you don't have to do much work with. That's fine. I went to the landscaping store and says, I want houseplants that will survive with me neglecting them because I travel a ton. <laughs> and I literally have these houseplants that are amazing that will survive any lack of responsibility on my end when I'm traveling. They're awesome. I don't know the name of the house, but I need, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. That's awesome. Look them up, people. Google it. Uh, but so when you're living in, in Puerto Rico for the six months, uh, is your family traveling back and yeah, forth? Yeah, they're with me. Uh -huh. So do you take them with you? Yeah. How does that work with the school system? So I have two college aged, so they do a lot of their work online. Okay. Um, they do classroom and online work. And then my two youngest, they go to Slope School, which is a private school that's designed for entrepreneurial families. So it's, it's perfect wow. for our family. And the, you know, my kids, the slope school, it's phenomenal. So here's a plug for slope school. It's in Utah County and pro it'll be exact. Um, it, it's designed where kids go in and they don't do the memorization thing. They don't do the following orders thing. Like they learn how to start a business. They learn about taxes. They learn about um, oh willingness to pay, willingness to sell. They learn about um, how to launch a venture, um, they learn about I the didn't know this existed. It's, it's phenomenal. This is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. So my kids, and they call it, they call it a studio. They don't even call it a classroom. Um, and for instance, my, my second grader, he is seven. And his studio is kids from grade one through grade six. And they're all collaborating together. And then my seventh grader is with specifically seventh graders. But that seventh grade class will keep expanding eighth grade and beyond. But it's, I mean, they're doing, they're launching rockets. They're, I mean, they're, they're doing any, wow. anything that you can imagine that would be cool and that would actually be useful in, in the school setting, they're doing it. And everything that's minutia and just busy work, they got rid of it. Incredible. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that too. I'm so glad that that exists. Yeah. Thank you for school, school, telling me about it. I'm telling it. you this right now. School is is getting disrupted, and it needs to get disrupted even more. I you agree. Know, Mark Twain always said, "I never allowed my schooling to get in the way of my education." I think our schools, the way they're designed and set up, archaically, are getting in the way of our education, and we need to be advocates of changing, transforming, and disrupting the current way in which we're educating our kids. I fully agree. And I don't have kids yet, but I wondered that yeah. in the past. I'm like, we have, we have how am I going to be able to education. teach my children my belief system and how to help them create, you know, a life and have that entrepreneurship spirit if, you know, sometimes school is like, I feel like they, they're limited, mm -hmm. you know, 
oh, you make you can make the most money by well, becoming a doctor, an engineer. It, schools like, were were designed back in the industrial age. You know, it's how to how to work a line. You know, the bells taught you how to change shifts. Like it's it's got to very true. It's got to be disrupted. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a big advocate of that, big proponent of that, and I'm doing a lot of work with that. That's wonderful. So. Okay, so your fulfillment are your children. My children, my you know, my wife, my my, my family, 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 family. Every, family over everything, family's it, everything. I mean, culturally, we already have that, you know, like our us Hispanics, we're like yeah, and 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 family, family yeah. you know, I'll, I'll adopt my friends as family, you know, <laughs> a nickname that I have is Papi. Um, is that Papi? People know, hey, That's I, got, right. I got you. I'll take care of you. Yeah, I'm here for you, um, and it's not. It, 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 it's just, it's part of who I am. Like I'm, I wanna, like I like taking care of people. I like helping people. I like helping people achieve their life goals and their dreams. And you know, for a while I was so busy with work that sometimes I would forget, hey, my kids need this as well. They need to learn about the things that I'm teaching my employees. And I've been able to double down on that. So for me, as soon as they, they're ready to be on their own, I want them to be equipped with everything that they need so that they can be successful. Not, not just monetary, uh, you know, for me, if, if you're doing what you're passionate about, if you're doing what's right, if you're in the, on the right path, the money will be there. Dollars follow value, though, not the other way Absolutely. around. Absolutely. So if you can be in a position where you're creating value and you're, you're really good at creating value for other people, then the dollars will always follow you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I hate when people say, hey, how can I make more money? No, you should ask me, yo, how can I create more value? Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Yes. The same belief there. It's Absolutely. value, 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 value creation. And then the dollars always How do follow. you grow yourself more? Oh man. You to become yourself. more for you to bring it's more education, value. Education, 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 yes. education, and networking, power, proximity, meeting people. People are assets, things are not. So for me, it's, you know, I'm doing, why am I doing this? You know, creating a connection with you, creating hopefully value for you. You're creating value for me. There's value exchange. Who knows where, it, who knows where it, take it takes it? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I pay the price of education. You know, you can never out earn your learning. So I read multiple books a week. This year I'm on book 12 right now. Um, my wife reads 300 plus books a year. And she's a writer. And she's an author. Yeah. You know, very, very accomplished author. And I go to the classroom all the time. Um, so I graduated from Harvard Business School and I go back at least once a year for an elective. So I'm going back in March. So the week of UPW, I'll be in a class about um, learning about venture capital and private equity. It's a, it's a one week class. And then after that, boom, unleash the power within. And you know, some people can be like, you, are, you already have an MBA, you already have a bachelor's, you already have a PLD from Harvard, et cetera. Why do you keep going? It's, you're always learning. You know, I, I wanna be asked at age 80, Mendes, what do you wanna do when you grow up? And still be able to answer that. Like, you never <laughs> I stop. Love that you so never much. stop, you never stop. Yeah, I, you never I stop. totally agree. Uh, so what are, some, what are some of the entrepreneurial ventures that you're doing right now? What I'm doing I, right now? Yeah, because yeah. I know you have a lot going on and um, a lot of exciting things. Yeah, no doubt. So um, so the thing that I'm the most passionate about right now is my real estate business. So I buy manufactured home communities throughout the US. Um, I'm in 24 different states. 
Um, I have about 50 communities. Um, I buy existing communities, do CapEx, improve the common areas, improve the swimming pools, improve the office. And then I purchase homes directly from the manufacturer, bring those homes in. Now I can activate the pad rents because they were vacant. So now I'm collecting rents for those vacant pads um, to the tune of 300 some odd dollars a month on the pad rent. And then I'm, I'm bringing in these homes where I collect, you know, about 500 bucks on these homes. Um, and you're just creating, you know, that cashless situation. So if you, you know, I've always said this business, it's a spiritual game, right? You have to have your spirit in it. So for me, I'm helping to solve the affordable housing crisis that exists in this country. Sure. We have an, an like an incredible economy right now, probably the best economy we've ever, we've ever experienced. Right. Yeah. Numerically. Um, un, unemployment all time low, but there's such a thing as underemployment. People are employed, but they're not making or and generating the income that they need to be able to afford housing and, and you know, other things, especially in some of the parts of our country that some of us may not know about. Um, so I'm, I'm literally helping people get into homes, brand new home, by the way, three bed, two bath, thousand feet. And I've seen this. They're beautiful. I've, I've done the, you know. So la last year alone, I created, I created with my company over 1,300 homes for Americans in our country, which I think that's pretty cool. Which, which I, I love the purpose behind this because it really is an issue. Sure. Um, you know, and, affordable and way, housing. I'm unsubsidized. I don't get a single dollar from the government, by the way. This is completely unsubsidized affordable housing for our country. Wow. Uh, it, it really is an issue. And I have, you know, a few friends that are um, creating or helping uh, with this cause in their own way, yeah. you know, like you guys are doing this mobile home, be huge projects. I have other friends around the country that are building apartment buildings that are for low income yeah, for sure. or for low income but, housing. And it's, but, but just like how you said it, I feel like people don't understand that we really do have a, a lot of, um, we, it's still a big issue. Yeah, it is. And you know, the, these assets are existing. So these assets were built in the sixties, seventies, and they were neglected. They, they didn't have any capital poured into them. I mean, they're, you're, you're buying a broken community. So the, the tears that are shed, the, the, the kids running, like it's just amazing to see what happens with these communities once you put in some TLC. It's beautiful, it's awesome. The first time it, it struck home to me, I was, in, I was in the Valley, the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, South Texas, McAllen area. You know, it's the very, very first community I ever purchased. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going through this pride of ownership. Like, wow, this whole community we purchased, this, this is something that I can put my hands on. So I'm circling the community. I'm probably on round number six or something. And then somebody stops me. They, they come up to my car and I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Here's the first complaint. Like, we're gonna see what this <laughs> resident says. And then he, he, you know, he knocks on my window. I roll it down and he goes, sir, are you one of the owners? I'm like, yes, sir, I am. And then he's like, I just wanted to tell you, thank you. I'm like, excuse me, thank you. I've been here for 20 years. Nobody has ever done anything for this community. You guys have already come in. You've trimmed all of our palm trees. You've cleaned all the overgrown grass. Um, you've started to Give lay. Love. You've started to overlay the roads. Like this means a lot to me. Anytime you need me, and he points over to his home. I live right here. 
my home is your home. Anything you need, you ever let me know. Thank you so much. I'm like, wow. That's incredible. That was number one. And now we're at number 50. And a lot of it is the inspiration from that day. Wow. Yep. That, that right there is fulfillment, everyone. That is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, so that's, your, that's where your heart is right now. What, and and if, if someone did want to, just a side note, you know, if someone was interested in learning a little more about this and maybe they would want to invest in something like this. Yeah, I run it as a fund so folks can invest. Um, can you share where they could go so they could get more information from you? Or sure, we'll, we'll add a link on your podcast. We'll add it on YouTube um, or they can just email me directly and I can point them in the right direction. You have to be an accredited investor. Awesome. And the minimum check size that we take is $50,000, by the way. Okay. Um, do you want to share your email? Sure. It's jmendez at vineyardsmg.com. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Um, what are some other projects that you're working on? Um, so I'm in the food and beverage business as well. Um, so I own a whole bunch of restaurants. Where are um, the restaurants? Are they here? They're mainly in Utah. I do have two in, in Boise area in Idaho. Okay. Um, so I do own... Those two are franchise rights for Cup Bop. I don't know if you've heard of that yeah. restaurant. It's a Korean barbecue restaurant. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we helped um, them set up their whole franchise model, and we're we're the first um, franchisees for them. Um, and then I own some that are just ours. So I own two barbecue places. Um, one's called Five Star Barbecue in Utah County. The other one's called Bandera Brisket. And then I have uh, Bandera. You added our yeah little Puerto Rican in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I own Communal, Black Sheep Cafe, Pizzeria 712, Chomburger. Um, do you like, do you like the food and beverage industry? I really do. I think for me, it's romantic. You know, it's cool. It's cool to sit down and just see what's happening. It's cool to open your doors and have friends and family come in and share a meal. And, um, you know, be excited about tasting the food. And I've always been somebody that likes hosting people. And mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of the guy that would prefer to throw a party than to attend a party, if that makes any yeah. sense, yeah, I like yeah. organizing things. So for me, it's it's just the coolness factor of having people in and enjoying and and, and changing the menus up and, and just seeing how people react to the service that you're able to render. I don't know if you remember Danny Meyer, because he was a, the business master. He's the guy that started um, uh, Shake Shack and all the restaurants yeah. in New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's always been a big inspiration for me. I loved the question he asked, by the way, when he said he started out his uh, talk with, how many of you, by the race of hands, are in the hospitality, hospitality, hospitality business? business. Yep. And a few people raised their hands and then... I raised mine. And, and then he <laughs> asked it again, how many of you are in the hospitality business and all of you should be raising your yeah, hands? Yeah, yeah. And I just remember that was well, he a moment I definitely HQ. remember. Remember HQ? So there's IQ, intelligence quotient, EQ, yeah. emotional quotient, and then hospitality quotient, yeah. HQ. Yes. So it's, you know, your customer, your customer is your priority, right? It's, they, you, like it's, it, it's our obligation to serve them with impeccable remarkable raving fan type of service that's our duty that's our obligation and if if we don't other people will and one thing that concerns me is our economy is so strong that i think we've forgotten the essence of hospitality and the essence of true customer service and when when the economy turns which it will nobody really knows when people pretend like they know and they'll watch cnbc and 
try to predict them. It's, it's we don't know. Right. There are a lot of things that have to happen for it to occur. But when that happens, if we don't change now, people aren't going to be able to do well in the downturn. You have to be phenomenal now so you can be remarkably phenomenal then. And I love the words that you use. You're, it's not like you're good and it's not like you're great. Good won't cut it. It's you have to be extraordinary. You have to be phenomenal. And I fully agree with you. And it's, on it, and it's, it's, the it's customer tough. Service. It's tough, but you have to be in that pursuit. If you're not pursuing excellence, there are no parades for mediocrity. Like it's just right now you can survive because you know, you can call a contractor, you call a contractor and how long does it take for them to get to your work site? Six weeks, seven weeks, eight weeks, two months, three months, four months. Why? Everybody's building right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Restaurants are all popping. Boom, 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 boom. Everybody's, everybody's selling food. But when, when the dollars dissipate and when people are a lot more protective of where they're spending their cash, we'll see what happens if you don't render phenomenal, extraordinary service. We'll see what happens. So that. get ready now. If there's, it any, should always be the if, priority. There, if there's a business principle you can learn from what I'm sharing, it's you have to be impeccable with your service or at least be in the journey or the desire to be, to be there. You have to, you know, you can't, you can't treat yourself as a commodity. You know what I mean? Ooh, I love that. So good. Uh, listen, thanks for, um, sharing. Is there another, is there another entrepreneurship? Oh, there's, yeah, I'm, what I'm, else? <laughs> Get, keep going then. Tell us the list. Um, so I'm a partner in a, in a reading company. It's called learning dynamics. And then our website is four weeks to read.com. It's probably the world's best reading program for uh, learners, meaning children. Um, so we can literally help children learn how to read in a four week period. Um, it's a series of little books. Um, we contract with schools as well. How young can they begin? As, as young as they can start recognizing letters. That's awesome, so, wonderful, amazing. So I fell in love with the company because my seven year old, when he was learning how to read, um, he was in different classes and different tutors, et cetera, pulls out this little, what I call magic in a box. All the books come in this little box, pulls it out. Um, there's like 80 books and he just starts reading. And a week later he was a fluent reader for his wow. age level through that system, that mechanism. Amazing. So I'm an investor there. I'm, a, I'm doing that. What else? Um, and then I, I'm an investor in Pura Sense. It's the smart fragrance. So it's the, it's a fragrance device that you can control from your smartphone. Okay. Um, you can change out the different scents on a monthly. It's a monthly subscription model. It's pretty oh, cool. cool. James Harden. James it. Harden from the Houston Rockets just invested in that company as well. And he's actually got his signature scent. So that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, and then what else am I in? I can't remember. But, but your priority right now is obviously the real estate. The, my my the two projects. main priorities. My, that's my number one. And then I would say a close second is my food and beverage business. Okay. We're, we're expanding that business. So this year I'm going to open up eight new restaurants. It's um, amazing. So that's good. And I'm sure you get people that ask you this often, but you know, how do you, how are you able to balance life with these big projects? You're a very successful entrepreneur. You're a very big family man and you're living in right. Puerto Rico for right. half the year. Yeah, 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 no doubt. Really good question. And the answer that I'm going to give you is I don't worry about balance. I worry about harmony because if I try to balance, I'll never win because balance means equal. And I can't like, 
I'm here right now, so I can't be with my kids at school. I can't, I'm, right now I can't be focused on what needs to happen at this moment with my real estate company, but I need to be all in in the moment here. And I have to have harmony with that. I have to be able to say, I'm gonna be all in here. And then when I'm done here, then I'll be all in over there, if that makes any sense. So being fully present, being, 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 being good with harmony. Uh, the work-life balance, like how are you really going to balance work? It's all the same. Yeah. Like life, it's all in crescendo. It's all like progressive, right? It's all working that way. And then as far as business is concerned, I've always said this, you don't, you don't manage people. Listen to me when I say this, you don't manage people, you lead people. So what do you, so then the question, well, if you don't manage people, what do you managing? You're managing systems. You manage a system that, that you can create and the system will give you the results that you want to get. Sophisticated systems, sophisticated results. So what's, what's an example of a system? So for my real estate company, I have different positions. So I have a call on Monday where we have, our top leadership on the call, and we go over all of our KPIs on Mondays. It's a 40 minute call. We set the tone for the week. It's our, I call it the bookends. It's your, it's, it's this side of the bookend. So we have that call. And then on Friday, I recapulate, um, I, I, I revise everything and it's a return and report on Friday. So we end the week. And then I do a town hall with all my community managers. And then I do another call with, with all my maintenance professionals. So all these calls are systematic. And then I developed an app that gives me real-time optics on everything that's happening on the ground. So I know all my vacancies, I know my collections, I know everything. So that system is managing the field for me, why? Because it ranks my regionals and my community managers in order of how well they're collecting or not collecting, filling spaces, et cetera. And then I do podcasts that does recognition and people love to be recognized. So I have a system that's that's put in place to make sure that I'm recognizing people. And then I have a pro of the month and all these things that are mechanisms that takes the guessing work out of it. Does that make sense? So the more sophisticated you are with that, the more you can handle. So I know and, and trusting the people you have to trust, yes. trust and empowerment. Um, if you, with high trust comes high speed of business. When there's low trust, business is slow and expensive. So I used to manage Walmart stores right after college those super centers and everything. We had more theft internally than we had externally, meaning our associates were wow. our number one um, source of shrinkage, of shoplifting. So that was very, very costly. Um, and then we had to spend tons of money on cameras and loss prevention personnel and, and uh, sensors and you know spending money on write-offs and everything else because there's low trust. So trust, trust is everything and empower your people to do the right thing. So I have to train them. So I'm not just relegating, I'm delegating and I'm empowering. I'm trusting. You know what I mean? So that's, that's so a short and or a, maybe a long answer of, on how I, I'm able to get all these things done. Like today I'll spend time actually at six, I'm going to hire, I'm, I'm working on hiring a new barbecue person. So at six, I'm going to do a barbecue testing tonight to see how this individual barbecues. Um, and then I have, I'm actually, I, I go to BYU today to listen to a class um, because a friend of mine is teaching it. So you, just scheduling and, and being in harmony with everything. I love that. And I'm always going to remember that, you know, uh, 
reach for harmony, not balance. And I, I mean, I get asked that question sometimes too. And I'm like, honestly, it's just good people, the right people. And, and, um, the right employee will help you sleep better at night. Oh, absolutely. Like, uh, that's everything to yep. me, you know, with people. So thanks for sharing that. I, you know, to move towards the end of our, of our time together, I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, a situation or an experience that you've had in life where you really, it was super challenging for mm-hmm. you, or you felt at the moment that you were failing and how you came out of that and obviously succeeded and overcame that. Yeah. It's a really good Hard question. Moment. And I think I've been asked this question before and I, this is going to sound really weird, but I kind of have failure amnesia and I do it like on purpose because I'm, you know, you, you like you're never going to do anything extraordinary in your life unless you you're willing to fail. So I've almost like, I don't know. It almost doesn't even bug me. Yeah. But there's, <laughs> there's times I'll, I mean, there, there, I know that there's time and time again where things have been very, very difficult, but I, I embrace the suck. Like it's just, I actually really like it. Um, and we didn't get into this, but you know, I knocked doors, you know, for a long period of time where you're knocking and people are telling you to bleep off and <laughs> I've had guns pulled on me, dog, dogs bite me, like you're just dealing with it. And, and what were is, you selling just so that the audience? I've sold everything. I've sold satellite, I've sold dish network, I've sold direct TV, I've sold pest control, I've sold solar, I've sold uh, home security, I've sold smart home systems, like everything. And you know, it's, it takes seven no's from a person to finally get their yes. It's persistence, right? It's, I become empowered by the word no. I say, tell me no again, let's go. Because so it's, just, it's, just, it's just part of it. If you think that people are going to tell you yes after your first presentation, your first pitch, your first launch, your first product, like you're crazy. Like you have to, you have to be good with, with the word no. So I don't really see it as failure, if that makes sense. Because yeah. for me, I like those experiences because they help me. Um, but I, I, I think I can just tell you, I, I get told no, I get told more than I get told yes, obviously. And the more I get told no, the more yeses I get. I'm just fine. It's with like a numbers no. game almost. Yeah, it is a numbers yeah. game. Well, and, and then the protection of Jeff's mindset really, because not everyone has this mindset, right? You know, I, I asked this question to friends or other people I meet and that's not their answer. So really what, to me, my observation is that you just protect yeah. your mind, you know, so much that you know that that's nothing personal. If someone says no to you, it's nothing personal. You don't let it affect you in any way. And how, um, really that's what it is, but you've obviously experienced, you know, all kinds of challenges, but you just- All the time, all the time. This week I'll have challenges. This week I'll be told no 10 million times. Or something something doesn't work out exactly how you thought it was. Rarely and then finding does. a solution. Yeah. yeah. And that's really entrepreneurship, right? It's every day there's well, something. It, how do we find you know, another I, I, strategy? I read, I read this. I can't remember where I read it, but it's entrepreneurship is escaping a thousand deaths. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so good. It really is. And it's so true. Oh well, my. you think about it. Like Monday, you're awesome. Ah, oh, things are going great. Wednesday, the sky is falling, the business is going to oh, go yeah. bankrupt, whatever. Every second. And then Friday, it's amazing. It's so uncertain. We're cash flowing you know, like, like crazy. Yeah. Everything's awesome. So it's just. But that's what makes it fun, right? Like that's the, well, just like enjoying it, that journey is li- really li- important. Li- listen to me. If 
like nothing extraordinary is going to get created if we're worried about failure. You're, you're going to tell me that we didn't fail when we were creating the TV set. We didn't fail when we were creating the automobile, the airplane, the internet, the first run of Apple. You know what I mean? Like, like be daring, like, let's go. Like, let's make things happen. We're human. We can, we can accomplish incredible things. So the failure piece for me, eh, it's part of it. It's part of the journey. I don't, I don't really focus on <laughs> love it. it. It's just part of it. I love it so much. Um, so because I've, I've just seen you, you know, with, with the youth and them and you really being a true leader for, for them and them looking up to you, what is the one piece of advice that you would give these young entrepreneurs uh, for success, how to reach that success or how to, you know, how the journey works, just any piece of advice that would be helpful wow. to them. I could write a book or a whole bunch of books on it. And it's, it's a loaded question with so many answers and topics and subtopics and everything. So I guess if I were to summarize it with one response, Hey, if I, are you saying a, a youth wants to get into entrepreneurship? What's my advice? Yeah. I would say, I would say be daring and go for it. And for me, when I look at an entrepreneur, I don't really look at like their brain power so much, to be honest with you. I look more at their heart. I look at their grit. I look at their grind. I look at their willingness to go through difficulty because there are a lot of people with great ideas that never get them to launch and don't have the tenacity to push through. So if you, if, if you choose to be an entrepreneur, which, which I think is a beautiful thing. And, and again, it's a spiritual thing. So your, your whole spirit, your whole, your whole, everything, your body has to be in it. Your heart has to be in it. Your mind has to be in it. Everything's got to be a in part it. Of you. Like just know that you're, you can accomplish great things, but you've got to be all in and you have to be ready to escape a thousand deaths. That's so good. Uh, the, the final question, but it'll be is, worth it in the end. It's worth it. It'll be worth it in the end. If there's that purpose, like how you said, the soul, the heart, everything's in yeah, it. And, and, and it's gotta be yes. something. And, and for me, it's, it's you, so entrepreneurs create customers validate. So you have to create, but then let's go validate. See if the market sees your product as a viable product or service and, and test and test and, and be willing to do iterations and 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 be open and and be teachable and coachable if that if it's it's all those things i mean i i could i could write books on this topic really yeah it's it's uh something to be passionate about yeah. right because that's our future and um something and we need entrepreneurs we need new ideas we need yes. innovation we need disruption we need bright minds we need things to be created like the word the way we view the world today it's not going to be this way five years from now it's not going to be this way 10 years from now. The only constant in life was death, taxes, and change. Business is going to continuously change. So we need to embrace that change. We need to be change agents. I love it. Change agents. <laughs> Fall in love with your customer, not your you product, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think that's one thing too that was stood out for me at that business mastery is like, I have to fall in love with my customer people seem to fall in love with their product yeah. and they're not really listening to that need that's and, out there. And if you want to go back to Tony, I go back to this all the time. If you get in your head, you're dead. And the chokehold of any business is the mindset or psychology of the business owner slash entrepreneur. 
so you 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 have, you have to continue to improve and progress and validate and learn and listen and 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 the customers will give you the feedback and your front lines will give you the feedback when I, when I want to know the truth I go to my frontline associates I go to where I go to that first group of people that are acting with my customers you know what I mean yeah thank you I think the final question that I'll have for you today is you know uh, five years from now what does Jeff's life look like what do you envision for that future? Um, being surrounded by, probably at that point I have a grandkid or two, who knows. Um, being surrounded by my family, I wanna be happy. Uh, I wanna keep learning. Um, I, wanna, I wanna have, you know, you know my, my wife wants to win an Academy Award. She wants to win a Pura del Pre Award, just different things. So I like to see her, you know, on stage and, and, and with those accolades that are important to her, not, not just because it's the trophy, but the representation of her hard, you know, hard body of work and just where she's come from. You know, she came, she's from Argentina, came with nothing to this country, maybe two shirts, a couple pairs of socks, a pair of shoes, nothing. I mean, she, when she needed glasses, she found some in the lost and found and put them on and tried to make those work. She couldn't see. You know what I mean? Wow. And now she's got books with HarperCollins, Scholastic, Home Nine, taught herself how to read English by reading a dictionary multiple times. That was the only book she could get her hands on in Argentina. Like I'm talking wow. dire, dire, dire type of circumstance. And, and just, so I want, I want, you know, that for her um, around family. Which we, we should give her a, shout, a quick shout out because I bought one of her books for my niece and um if you can if you don't mind just sharing her name and where they can purchase yeah, some yeah. of these children any, books is any, what she any, does right? any, anywhere books are sold amazon um barnes and noble just they're everywhere but her name is y-a-m-i-l-e you would pronounce it yamil if you're from puerto rico like me but if you're from argentina the way she pronounces it it's shamile s-h-sham with the y yeah but uh picture books um kid or uh, kids books and then middle grade and then She's got a, a bunch coming out. Um, that's how they, they do releases, you know, with different publishing houses. It's all time sensitive, but just follow her, watch her purchase a book. And I, I bought the book awesome. I bought is I bought is called Where, uh, are, you from? Where are You From? Or the So there's two there's a Spanish version and there's an the English version. It, and me and my little niece read it when I gave it to her and it was just so wonderful and it definitely gets you to read and what a powerful message, you know, for any any immigrant. Uh, yeah. So let me ask you this. So when people ask you where are you from, what's your response? Well, I say I was born in Mexico. My but, mom's but, Spanish. But, blah, blah. but do you always give that history? Or do you sometimes say Utah? Or do you sometimes say California? Yeah, I'll say Utah mainly. And then what's the follow-up question that they ask you? Uh, are you from? Are you Mormon? <laughs> are you Mormon? <laughs> so the reason I ask is with her at least, and this is probably this probably happens to you too, and I'm probably setting you up for this. But they say no, where are you really from? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Am I right? No, because of the accent, or they know they speak. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Or they, they look at your name, yes, your last absolutely. name. Yes, absolutely. So it's. Yeah, where are you no, really no, no, from? No, 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 but where are you really from? Yes. So, you know, for her, it's like, oh, I'm from you. No, but where are you really? Well, so that's a big it's reason why It's such a wrote. beautiful but book. But it's a beautiful book because it just such goes on this journey message. of where we're all really from. I loved it so much. I think yeah. every kid needs that book. Yep. Seriously. Um, Thank you so much for being here today and yeah, sharing no your story. And you're an absolutely extraordinary person in life. And I 
I've loved what you've created. I love what you're about and your purpose and your heart. And, you know, and um, so thank you so much for sharing thank your you story. If, if people want to maybe follow you or connect yeah. with you in some way, I know that you shared your email. Do you use a lot of social media? Where could they reach sure. out to you too? Yeah. I'm on Instagram, Facebook. What's your Instagram handle? I don't know. It, J yeah. Mendez Poppy or something. <laughs> I don't, I don't That's hilarious. I have it. I'll, um, I'll tag you on all yeah, my yeah. posts so people can follow, but, um, any final thoughts and we'll wrap it up. No, I just I pre appreciate this. And, and I think it's really cool with what you're doing, getting people to voice their stories. Storytelling is very powerful. Um, it, it can be inspirational. It can help you learn more about yourself. Um, and even when you're telling your own story, I think, it, it, want, it causes you to want to be better and do bigger things and help more people out. Um, so I think storytelling and the podcast and getting people on here and, and celebrating the good because good news often travels slowly and bad news travels really rapidly. So I'm good that this is a good outlet for good news that, that can travel out there and inspire hearts and minds. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Appreciate that. Well, everyone, hope you have a fabulous day and go and create big. We'll see you next time. See you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share this space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.